All right. I said only reigning MVPs would I talk to at this point. Oh, it is. I'm sorry. I was about to yell at the crew. Right. Aaron Rodgers. Good to see you. Man of his word. Thank you. You said you would do this, and you fucking shut up. You're the man. Well, when Bill Moore hits I'm, you up uh, and well, asks you to be on the show. Thank you. There's, uh, I have to ask you, though. I mean, this, I, didn't, I didn't realize until yesterday that your season starts a week from tomorrow. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So last like, few days of vacation, right? This is the calm before the chaos. Yeah, right. You don't have to. You're not. You don't have to practice every fucking day. It, no, like, we got the weekend off. It's great. Yeah, right. You is, need that. It's like, is it? What is it? Is it like going back to school? The first day of training camp is for sure. It's uh, Aaron. It's, I got you a cigar. Oh, thank you. I saw you smoking it on another yeah. lesser podcast. Do you smoke or? I don't smoke that. Why not? I didn't. You know, I was going to ask. Nice. Well. First of all, as someone once said, a cigar is a cigarette without any manners. <laughs> I don't know what the kick is. Like, I understand what, <laughs> boy, do I understand about marijuana, because it gets you high. You're making me not want to smoke this thing. I'll put that <laughs> away, all right? Yeah. No, I want you to be happy here. I'm so... I, I'm, I'm going to have a little 42 with you. Okay, great. Yeah. Right. It's, um, it's the last week. It's Labor Day weekend. Come on. Come on. How much? Well, Just Four till you're happy. All right. Yeah. There's plenty here. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I... <laughs> this is incredible, by the way. Oh, isn't this a great yeah. setup? This is amazing. I get very upset when people call it a man cave. A man cave is something a married person has that has a fish on the wall. <laughs> this is a nightclub, right? It is. It is. Um, I mean, oh. there's the, see, the I, VIP I want to invite back when it is a nightclub, though. Yeah, uh, please. We have... I had parties in here for 20 years before we made it into this. Yeah. But you see, you see the VIP yeah. sign and it says, best friends only, drink what Stab you like. That was 2021. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Year two, drink what you like, say what you want. Oh, okay. Which is my credo in life as well as here. You know, I've always tried to make the closest approximation of my real life as I can on television. When I did that show, Politically Incorrect, that was the beginning of it. I think Real Time on HBO, which was, is not a broad, you know, it's a cable network, it can say fuck and whatever the fuck you want. It's the best. Right. That got closer to it. But this is the closest, this is exactly what my life is. I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So, it and I like know you, you can't. It seems like on Real Time, it's, that's you though. Right? Oh, totally. Yeah. It's just me in a suit, and we're talking politics almost the whole time because that's what the, the show is. This is m much more informal, and I, I, I started this because people kept saying to me at dinner, like, you know, <clears throat> there's so many things you talk about that are interesting that you would never go to on real time because it's really a, a weekly wrap-up show. I got to talk about what Biden's fucking doing and shit like that. And it's not, that's not my whole, that's not all of me. This is closer to me. I love it. You know, we yeah. get into politics. I mean, I'm sure we will too. But, I mean, I have, I mean, I, look, I never know what I'm going to say. That's the other thing. On my show, I prepare everything. Here, I prepare nothing. Really? Because it seems so off the cuff. I mean, That's you're so brilliant, it, but it just seems on so... On real time. Yeah. Yes, because I try to make it look <clears throat> like um, that. That's, that's what, uh, there's an Italian phrase, sprezzatura. They used to say Joe DiMaggio. Uh, embodied it. It's making something that is hard look easy. 
That's, I would say that is very much what you do. I, I would send it right back to you. <laughs> well, uh, I'll try to I'll try, I'll try to hit the route over the, over the middle, Aaron, <laughs> okay. and then you can hit me. Those are the easy ones. You got to get the back shoulder one down the sidelines. I, I have to say about football that of all the sport things, I've thought of this many times because I have a basketball court here. Mm -hmm. I have a pitching machine. I hit balls every day. Really? I love to. Oh, it's the greatest warm up. Even if you don't feel like working out, yeah. you'll always feel like <laughs> hitting something. And to swing a bat at a ball, it's like I can get into, my, uh, into a little sweat from that, even if I don't feel good. And then, oh, now here's the court. I'll shoot hoops for 20 minutes. So you're an athlete. I, not quite on your level. Very close. Don't challenge me, Aaron. Not, I will, not, no, but I will take out just enough to beat you. Most people in your field have very limited athletic oh, no. skills. We, Woody Harrelson was sitting in this chair. Well, Woody's an athlete. Two weeks ago. Yeah. Doing this at night, Friday night. It went on for three hours because of this. <laughs> uh, we had to cut like two hours out of it. But uh, we went and played midnight basketball yeah. at like one in the morning. And uh, of course we were high, which gives you, uh, both of us are the type who get high from pot. So we had a lot of energy. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, for 66 years old, I covered him. I wore him like your, sh like your shirt. Lockdown. Because he is good. Yes. And we won those games. I was playing with uh, a guy who can't shoot and a girl who was on my team. <laughs> we still beat him. You like the challenge. Yeah, you, you gave them because, a good squad, right? No, he the didn't have a players. good squad either. No. But he was the one who would have scored, and I shut him down. We won that game on defense. Good. I love it. So what else do you want to know from me about sports? <laughs> Man. Yeah. Basketball, <laughs> baseball, golf. Yes. No, but what I was going to say is, like, I feel like in football, it is the sport your position is the sport, like of all the sports, of all the things you can do in sports, the, it is the place where you get most easily exposed and embarrassed if you're not really, really good. I mean, I have seen so many guys, you know, I'm a lifelong giant fan. I, I love watching you, but sorry, that'll never happen. It's okay. I, I know it's okay. Of course it's okay. Whatever you want. I learned it on my father's knee. Okay, I, I'm literally on my father's knee watching the New York Giants. And my father was a fan of the Giants from, he was born in 1921. The franchise started in 1925. So he kind of like came alive yeah. with the franchise and was always a lifelong Giant fan. When they were in the Super Bowl in 86, I flew him out here with money I did not have and bought tickets with money I did not have. Nosebleed seats, but still, we got to see him the, the Giants and, and Phil Simms beat Elway. That had to be a thrill for him. Such a thrill. I feel like that, more than anything, was my thank you for raising me right yeah. and not like a fucking pussy. That's a pretty fucking good gift. It, it was a great gift. Yeah. And he did raise me right. There was none, you know, we were not like friends. He was my father, yeah. which is what, you know, that's where parents go wrong. You can't do that anymore, though. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, <laughs> but point being that, like, I've seen so many guys, especially on the New York teams in recent years, just 
get carried out in body bags at that position. If you can't, you either are at the very, very top mm -hmm. or you're embarrassed. And that's why people are paying so much for, for a guy, because they... We got a guy, even if he's not like the guy or an elite guy, or they gotta, they gotta pay him because they they know the difference between kind of the top ten, the top fifteen guys in the like bottom. A cigar? Yeah, sure. Oh, let me cut this. Is is so? Uh, the circumcision of the cigar. Yeah. Right. There we go. That's a good cutter. I call that the cigar circumcision. That is a stogie. Jesus Christ. You look like the mayor of Boston in trying 1910. To yeah. That, I just don't get because it doesn't get you high. It nope. smells like a skunk's cunt. It can, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's, it's, it's all about the look. You're saying there's, you're not getting any type of feeling from this. Right. It's more just kind of the look and the atmosphere. I mean, you certainly don't inhale it. No, of course not. See, the problem with this is I can never finish a thought. I've been trying to finish it. Yeah. How long have you been here? Like an hour? And we're no, but um, yeah, that I feel like with as a fan, mm. and I am a true fan. If the game does not have two very capable quarterbacks, it's fucking boring. Can be, yeah. It's like it's almost soccer. Yeah, but I grew up watching Barry Sanders, and that. That was electric because every time he touched the ball, he could take it the distance. So there's certain players on certain teams where you don't need a stud quarterback. But I, I, I give it. The quarterbacks, well, quarterbacks push the league forward. I mean, the, not really because, I mean, a running back, if, if they only have the running back, they're going to crowd the box and, and stop. Well, they did that against Detroit, but Barry still rushed for 2,098. But was really each game greats. interesting? Did the Lions go anywhere? Did they win those games? They went to the playoffs one year. <laughs> okay. Lost to the Packers. But see, if I'm, unless I'm watching the Giants, okay, kind of the Jets. I mean, we also rooted for the Jets. We really? We were New Yorker. Well, Is that they, okay? What? Of course. That's okay? I never understood that you, thing about... Yankees and Mets? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I, I gave up. A, I became a Some Met. Some people are real territorial about that. You got to like the Giants Very. and the Yankees. You got to like the Jets and the Mets. No, I was a Met uh, minority owner for 10 years. I bought into the Mets. Just you got out? Had to. Steve Cohen bought the team last year. You had to do pretty well with that. Very well. It's amazing that, that it... I Sports mean, franchises are going fucking nuts right now. I knew that in 2011 when it happened. I was like, why am I doing this? There's a lot of richer people than me. I was like, oh, I'm glad I saved my pennies. I'm glad I have no alimony and children and other appurtenances that would have cost me my savings. I was able to buy a percentage of the New York Mets, a fucking comedian. And yes, it did very well. They, it was so undervalued. The team was valued at like 750 million. This is the New York franchise, Major League Baseball in New York. I was like, and everybody told me not to do it. I was like, you're fucking nuts. Ooh. My account defriended them. They're not invited to Club Random. <laughs> I, no, these were my financial advisors. Oh, right. Because yeah. the, the Mets had such a stink on them. They were being sued by the Bernie Madoff survivors because the Wilpons, who owned the team at the time, mm -hmm. uh, were like very in with Madoff. 
So it looked like the whole thing was going to shit. And the team sucked. <laughs> but I was like, it's New York. Yeah. It's New York. It's not. But it's sports franchise, too. I mean, these. And exact. So anyway, it sold for $2.4 billion. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, good for me. Exactly. But no, you can. I rooted for the. We rooted for the Mets and the. Yankees and the Giants and the Jets. It was like being bisexual. You had twice the <laughs> you had twice the chance of a date on Saturday night. You had twice the chance that the team would win. You know that one of your teams would win. The Mets won the series in '86, right? But yes. they haven't won it since. And the Yankees obviously have won it twenty some odd times. Two thousand nine. Yeah. You remind me a lot of Jeter. That's a compliment. It is. Is that because I'm not married and I'm almost forty? <laughs> Well, that's, I wasn't thinking of that, but Derek Jeter certainly did have a notable bachelorhood. I mean, there was some most valuable pussy in that guy's past. <laughs> but I think in both cases, we're talking about two guys who were so, like, focused in a very controlled, unobnoxious way, unlike certain Patriot quarterbacks, and know that they couldn't really do both. That you can't, you're kind of married to your career. Yeah. I'm the same way, except mm -hmm. I never retire, so I don't ever have to get married. <laughs> I can do this till I'm 100. What am I doing? You I'm, should, I'm, too. I'm sitting here getting high and talking. <laughs> and if my skills are not going to erode. I might. I might get Alzheimer's tomorrow. Or I doubt it. No, I'm but. Too fucking sharp. No, thanks. But um, I feel like that, like, I think you will get married like Derek Jeter did, but you can't be married to both. This sport, which it's is tough. to be at the top that you like you guys are of this most competitive thing in the whole world. Who doesn't want to be the star quarterback in the high school? You get all the cheerleaders liking you and you yeah. know, the money and the and also just the thrill of achieving something at that level. Because it is mostly mental, right? Hundred percent. On your as you get older, it's all on your level. Yeah, because the physic the physical Talent is so equal, you know, in the NFL, but it's the mental that separates you from from good to great. Um, I would say, you know, I think, I think, and I think Derek would probably say the same thing, but the most important thing is balance. You know, like I think balance is so important. Being excellent at what you do has to be paired with a, a healthy balance of like other interests off the field, travel separation from your sport because to be that locked in for six months you got to fucking on the other side be able to unwind so what do you do i mean i live out here in, in malibu i know you're from california yeah i'm from this, california yeah state's going to shit but i'm hanging on it sure is it sure is i bitch about it all the time it took me three years to get the solar turned on here really yeah just because the bureaucracy yeah, that's bullshit. But um, but no, I like to travel. I like to just unwind. You know, my schedule is to the minute on what I got to do for six months. So when I'm off, I'm off. I'm not like adherent to any type of schedule. I do exactly what I want to do. I spend time where I want to spend time. I travel when I want to travel. What do you mean to the minute? Like, you know, eight o'clock, I, I got to we got a meeting, 8.30, I got a workout, you know, 8.45. This is know. set by the this team is, or yeah, you? by the team. By the team. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I work out in the off-season and I go through my process and stuff. really make, 
and you you obviously are okay I'm with just, that. Yeah, but, I mean, there's something to the satisfaction of you know having a schedule and sticking to it. I think there's something you know there's something satisfying about that. But there's also the freedom of being able to set your own schedule that gives me the mental clarity to be able to right. come back and fucking. But lock I would in. think that at this point the team would trust you a little more than that. Tend to have to down to the minute. I mean, you. It's the NFL. Like it, we're a dinosaur. You know, it's like <laughs> it, it's. <laughs> It's justifying <laughs> position every second of the day. Like, Is that right? Yeah. And they've done a good job, a better job the last couple of years of trusting, you know, if I need to be away from the team, you know, for OTAs I mean, and stuff, I, I have the latitude to, to make sure that I'm, you know, mentally clear because they know when I'm back, I'm fucking back. I'm locked in. Of course. It's like, who wants to win more than you? No one. It's like... <laughs> You, you have not reached this point in your life yet, but you will, I was talking to a cardiologist, nothing wrong with me, don't worry, people. But, you know, you just want to get checked up. Right. Okay. So, like, he was telling me this and that, and, like, you and I will, hopefully we'll get to this, but probably not, because I'll forget, because I'm smoking pot, but I do want to talk to you about medical matters, because that's the original reason that I really connected with you, is because yeah. I'm like, oh, finally, here's a guy who's got the balls, to be on my page, and he's like, finally, I have a, a, a an ally out there who's sort of like just just put in the water out there, people. That there is a different way to look at medicine and matters of health than just what they're telling you from up high. Anyway, we'll get to that. But so this cardiologist is telling me, you know, this and that, and and it doesn't all jive with what I believe from what I talk to many different kinds of doctors and medical experts. As you should. As you should, and. Yeah, I finally said to him, look, of all the people in the world who want me to live, I guarantee you I am at the top of the list. <laughs> like, if you've made a list, I know you have my best interest Fucking at heart, number one. and you want me to be on statins badly and blah, blah, blah. And I, I, I submit to that. But I'm telling you, I'm not self-sabotaging. If I don't do exactly what you say, it's because I have other information. And you don't have a monopoly on health information. No doctor does. Medicine is not that kind of field. Mm -mm. Anyway. So point. what happened? You're on statins? No, I won't. I won't. It's, they're terrible for you. Yeah. You agree? I agree. Yes. And there's plenty of the science. These people are like, this, as if there is such a thing as the science. That pisses me off right away. Science is ever-changing. Of course, especially medical science. What they don't know is they just found out two weeks ago they were prescribing what is one of those antidepressants uh, because it, or maybe all of them, because they did something with serotonin. Mm -hmm. And they just found out <laughs> the depression had nothing to do with the serotonin. So something they were giving people forever was completely misdiagnosed. And I'm not saying they did it on purpose, although there is a lot of corruption in medicine. Yeah. Um, but they just got it wrong. And they're always getting shit wrong. Again, yeah. not because, I'm not saying it's a giant plot. I'm just saying we're at the infancy of understanding how the body works. If we weren't, you could go to a doctor tomorrow and say, uh, Doc, I'm not feeling good. Need to be. Oh yeah. Well, you have cancer here, but we know exactly what caused it, we and we know exactly how to fix it. We're not there. Mm -mm. We're not close. Yeah. So just fucking admit when you're wrong, and admit what you don't know. Then what you don't know. 
I mean, we're not fucking living on Elysium, that movie where you could go in some little, you know, (laughs) tube and get fucking (laughs) healed, you know, in a heartbeat. I I just saw it. Come on, that'd be fucking great, but that's not the reality. Not a great movie, but it killed two hours. But Matt Damon was in it, so you watch it. Yeah, you watch it. So, but the point I was getting to was that, like, I would think that these people at the Packers understand that of all the people in the world who have a, a vested interest in winning mm-hmm. and doing your best, you're number one. So give you a little, you know, leeway. I mean, you have one day off a week, don't you? Yeah, we do. What day? Tuesday. Not Monday after the game? No. It's actually better on Tuesday. Monday it's better to get in, get a workout, kind of oh, get the I lactic see. acid out, and then right. Tuesday have an off day. It's much better. Wow. It's all, wow, you're almost like Broadway. Some actually, some, some teams off. do Mondays, but I never like Mondays because what would happen is they would use that Monday. You'd, you know, you'd, they'd make it so where you really didn't have a day off because they'd say, Monday, well, you got to come in and get the lactic acid out. So then everybody would come in Monday and you'd end up not having a day off. And how do we get the lactic acid out? Sweat a little bit, I guess. I don't know. Is that it? Yeah. It's like saunas. Move around, sweat. Yeah. Sauna is really good for massages. you. Massages. There's a lot of great research about. About sauna? Do you have a sauna? Absolutely. Yeah. I have an infrared sauna. I mean, it's like something crazy. The numbers, you know, it's exponentially higher one time a week, two times a week, three times a week, four times a week with cardiovascular disease and, and heart attack issues. The more times you sit in it per week, it's crazy. All saunas or, I mean, this one I have. You the, probably have the best of the best. So I'm, you might only need one or I two was times told, a week. <laughs> <laughs> you did play at a good era because you play in an era where you can't just attack the quarterback the no, way they used to. No, it's, If you were playing in, I mean. I mean, even the 90s. Even the 90s. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, how they, they quarterbacks even survived. I mean. You wouldn't need ayahuasca. You'd have, you could have uh, Terry Brad, what Terry Bradshaw had, just a, a juggled brain. <laughs> it's very freeing, Aaron, to call it TBS, Terry Bradshaw syndrome, and you're just, no, <laughs> you're high all the time. But would you think you'd even be playing? I don't know. Because well, look, maybe I mean, you I might have like, been knocked out. I always out. feel like I could be a generational player. I feel like I'm a throwback to some extent. You know, I don't. I don't wear any rib pads. I wear a single chin strap, no mouthpiece, no ankles taped. You know, I've, I've always prided myself. That's what everybody else wears? I mean, people wear, you know, rib pads and ankle tape and mouthpiece. And why and you things. don't? Because it it. it Cause I play behind the you ultimate play tough better. guy. What? I play behind the ultimate tough guy. Who? Brett Favre. He started 300-plus straight games, and he taped his ankles, but that's single strap, chin strap, no mouthpiece, no rib pads. So I said, shit, if this guy does it, I got to do it. Wow. Got no choice. This is what toughness looks like? Okay, I'm going to do that. Oh, jeez. So macho, Aaron. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Take a chill pill. Who gives a shit what Brett Favre did? <laughs> I mean, he was great, but he also, he, he, was, he was much more, uh, I feel like, like he, I feel like he won a lot of games, <laughs> and he also lost a lot with his sort of recklessness. Where I don't think that's you. I don't think uh, you... Yeah, I don't have the reckless streak. You don't. And that's a very important part of that position, I feel. Like, I, think I so. remember when he was on the Jets, more than one time, being like, oh, fuck you, <laughs> Brett Favre. What did you do that for? 
He'd like to take some chances, man. He'd like to take a lot of chances. Yeah, he was a good That's old. why people loved him, because he, you know, he played on the edge, but... So you, you were, right, you, now you were like a, a rookie when he three was... Years. Still, three, was three years. Three years with him. You were yeah. his understudy. Yeah. That must have been tough. It was interesting. To sit, right? Yeah, You're not was. a sit guy. No, it was definitely an ego hit, for sure, because you think you're coming in, you, I'm the fucking man, I'm going to play right away, and blah, 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 and kind of... But the best thing was I got to see what greatness was firsthand, so it... yeah. You know, not many quarterbacks had to come in and kind of have that tutorial. I remember from, from a guy who can really fucking play. I don't know why I remember this because I don't. I often think, why do you remember certain things that seem trivial, and then remember, or, and then forget? Like I forget like fucking whole swaths of time and like really? things. Of course, you, you don't remember everything. You disc full. You know, you don't. That's true. Yeah. So. It's like, it's like so, it just seems so idiosyncratic, like what thing sticks in my mind. But I remember at a Playboy Mansion party, it was probably around... Good start to the story. What year, what year was your rookie year? 05. Okay, so this must have been like 04, 05. And was Kato, I there? You were not there. Cato Kalin. Packer fan. Son of Wisconsin, yeah. huge Packer fan, telling a group of guys who <laughs> should have been talking to girls who were sitting talking about football and he was saying we have this guy coming up Aaron Rodgers who's gonna be and he just went on and on and we were like we never heard of him Aaron Rodgers and we it was okay of course you're a Packer Look fan Kato give me a shout out at the Playboy man and predicted it right he was like this guy is gonna be one of the all-time greats and we were like we'll see who yeah. the f yeah, they said that about everybody yeah you know I love it, man. Yeah. Thanks, Kato. Yes. Yeah. If you ever run into him, I'm, I'm sure I've he... never run into him, but I think he follows me on Twitter. I'm sure he and does. And I always thought that was oh, I'm fascinating sure. at first, oh. and then I was like... Trust me, Kato he'd suck Kato. your dick in two seconds. If you, if you, <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't you, you would not have to ask twice. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, when um, I had Ricky Williams, this may be one of his joints. By the way, what? Is Ricky Williams really? is in the pot business. Yeah. Um, a lot of athletes are. How Mike, crazy that Mike Tyson. That, that ruined his career. We're talk, you know, a plant ruined his career. Marijuana ruined Ricky Ru Williams' career. Oh. Because he oh. got suspended and, right. and basically kicked out of the league for, for smoking. Such, you know, speaking of what we were just speaking of, pharmaceuticals. The, and the NFL being dictatorial. Here's a guy who, um, he, he, he had, as I'm kind of, this is also like 2005, right? That was, did you ever play with him or against, against him? Against him, yeah. I really, he was still he in was the He was in league. Miami in 06, I think. Okay, but that was the end of it. Yeah. Okay, so here's, a, and he had mental issues. He's a very smart guy. He was a, what, like depression or something? Yes, and anxiety. Anxiety, yeah. And I think paranoia. Yeah. I mean, he thought every Sunday a bunch of big guys were chasing him. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, shit. I love pot. <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, he did. He had paranoia. Yeah. And he had anxiety. Mm. And pot was great for all of this. For him. For it, a lot of people. For a lot of people. Yeah. And they, f it, this is so like, 
a, a recapitulation of what we've seen with COVID recently. It's like, no, the government stepped in, the powers that be, the people who think they have the science, and said, no, Ricky Williams, you can't do the thing that works for you, that you know works for you. Yeah. You have to do the pharmaceutical version of it. And Ricky was like, I don't want to do the pharmaceutical version. It doesn't work as good, and it's worse for me. This is like when they, people were dying from Vioxx. Which was distributed super widely. And then what, recalled? Talking about Vioxx? Yeah. And then they got sued, and they paid out $5 billion, but they made $12 billion. Vioxx relieves the pain of arthritis by killing you. There was five figures of people that died. Like 50, 60,000 people that died. How many? 50 or 60,000, I believe. We talked about it on Rogan's podcast about Vioxx. I was, and when I was in college, everybody was on Vioxx. All my team is from Vioxx. 50,000 people? I think something like that. From Vioxx? Maybe they'll fact check me, those yes. you know, amazing fact checkers. Okay, so let's just be clear about that. We're not saying we know for sure it's that number. It's not, which is fine. We're Rogan not, said on the podcast last week it was fifty or 60,000. Know. Okay, but I'm not sure about that either. I've never yeah. seen that number, and it could be. But if it is, I mean, say, I'll say this. If that number is that high, it's kind of a scandal that the media didn't cover it more. Because I remember the media covering it, but not that's an astounding number. I mean, when opioids, which kill more than that every year, but the Sackler family, who run the drug company that, put out OxyContin, they have been held accountable now. Not as much. They should be Have in, they? Well, they should be. In, many people would say not enough because they should be in jail for what they did. They but should be in jail if they knew that they it was did. possible. This was the trial that we just had. This is that great movie, Dope Sick, is about that with mm -hmm. Michael Keaton. Um, that series, I think it's on one of the streaming services. Anyway, um, no, they, I mean, they have been made to pay a multi-billion dollar fine. It wasn't just a slap on the wrist, but I don't think it was commensurate with what they did. The thing, you know, that I emailed you the other day about what I did Friday night, I had on uh, two people I like a lot, Senator Klobuchar and Rob Reiner, but they were very happy about Joe Biden just passing this new, uh, you know, and I think it's a good bill in general, That uh, and part of it is that finally we're going to allow how we didn't do this forever, I don't know, but we were, finally, we were finally going to allow in this law drug companies, the government rather, to negotiate with the drug companies for Medicare, the prices that Medi Medicare is the biggest buyer in the world, and they're not getting a wholesale price on that? That's what's been going on. And Obama tried to get that, couldn't get it. Even Trump wanted to get that. Now the government can negotiate for lower prices with Medicare. How so novel. I said, you know, all right, so the drug companies were evil for withholding that for this long. And they were like, oh, yes, drug companies evil. What? And they're, and they're evil because uh, they fucking sold people these opioids for, and killed hundreds of thousands of people. Yes, evil. But somehow with COVID, they always have our best interests at heart. And, of course, there's not much they could say about that. Because it just doesn't make sense. It's the fucking truth, though. It is the truth. That's my problem with, with society today is, why does everything have to be so fucking bipartisan? Like, every issue is not a partisan issue. There's right and there's wrong. There's things that make sense and things that don't make sense. Medicine. You don't have to fucking toe the line on what your party's saying to, you know, and that's the only stance you can take, right? Can you not rationally have a conversation about things that make sense and be able to, to not be swayed by 
whether you vote red or blue? Not in America anymore, no. You can't. And, and the ulti- to me, the ultimate issue that should not be political or partisan is medicine, health. Yeah. What is more personal than what I, you know, you do you to how you want to uh, treat your body. Now, if the argument is, well, if you don't do our pharmaceutical answer, then you're going to uh, risk other people's lives. First of all, that's not true. That's a red herring argument. I mean, maybe that's true with other things at other times or with this before they knew that the vaccine does not prevent infection and does not prevent transferal. So now that we know it doesn't do either one of those things, it it shouldn't matter what I do. Mm -mm. Okay, so that's first. But beyond that, what could be more personal than how I choose to treat my body? I mean, like Djokovic can't play. It's it's so annoying to me. I'm watching the U.S. Open now. Yeah, last night, Serena. Oh, I didn't see. She won? She lost last night. Oh. Oh, well. But the best fucking player in the men's right. side can't play. Me- and They're I- one of the most fit guys in the fucking world. That's the point. Who's had COVID at least once, if not twice. It's, it is can't a... Can't fucking come to New York. Is a complete compendium of what a Potemkin village, this whole arsenal of nonsense they've thrown at this disease is. You know what's even worse than that, though? Kyrie Irving attended a basketball game courtside but couldn't play for his team. Right. Are you... How is that fucking possible? Well, also... He attended a basketball game and got to watch it in the stands but couldn't fucking play on his team because he wasn't vexed? I mean... Make it make sense. That's all I'm saying. Make it make sense. You can't. He also was able to play on the road with his team. Eventually. No, no. From the beginning. He, yeah, from at the, the end, he was able to play at home. But also. they wouldn't let him play. No, not at home. No, they wouldn't. He wouldn't play. In... Oh, right. But that was the team's decision. Yeah. But they changed. First, he could. First, they science said science changed. I'm sure. What science changed? <laughs> uh, not that science. But no, at first he could not play, or they wouldn't. They the couldn't te- play at home. Yeah, or in Canada. That would, the rule was he couldn't play at home, but he could play on the road. But the team said, if we can't play one place, we don't want you anywhere. Right. Then they changed and said, okay, you know what? We're not doing so good. Why don't you play on a bunch the ro- of guys hurt. road games? <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, people who were not vaccinated on other teams mm-hmm. could somehow play in his arena. I think Bradley Beal of the Wizards was not vaccinated and played. It, it was as stupid as it is to sit at a restaurant and take your mask off and then put it on when you stand up as if the virus only attacks you when you're standing. You got to put it back on in between bites. I've seen people do it. I, I have swear too. to God, I've I have seen too. people. I've seen people have dinner. But you know what? Fuck it. It's your decision. That's what you want to do? That's right. what makes you feel safe? Fucking go for it. Exactly. That's great. Yes, just don't... Go for it. But don't fucking put your shit no. onto me. But especially... Like, that's like I got to acquiesce to exactly what you want. Otherwise, I'm endangering you. That was the whole thing about me. I'm endangering all these people. I fucking tested every goddamn morning at, at 6.45 in the morning to oh. make sure everybody else felt safe in the, in the building. Safe. So, again, this, this fucking sort of world of... 
imagineering that I have to live in with this, safe. I hear this all the time, safetyism. It's just everywhere around me, people who don't feel safe, safe. I remember when uh, the Dodgers won the uh, 2020 series, and then, of course, after you win, you have to jump in a big pile because you guys are basically gay. So, you know, I mean, it's okay. We all understand that. You got to <laughs> jump in a big pile after you win and grope each other. It's fine. And then <laughs> Justin Turner... Remember him? Mm-hmm. You know him? The yeah. redheaded, yeah. terrific third Great baseman player, yeah. for the Dodgers. Okay. Um, he had tested positive. They found out, like, during the game or something. So he couldn't play in that game or was pulled or something. He jumps in the pile. And I, the media went apeshit about this for a full week. And then we heard the tragic news a week later Justin, uh, I mean, uh, Clayton Kershaw, dead at 32. Oh, no, that didn't happen. Nothing happened. (laughs) Nothing fucking happened. That's what happened. Because, again, these are fit, healthy, young people. They are not going to go the way of the grave from COVID. Of course, anything could happen to anyone. There are always outliers. There's one in a million things. But the idea that we did not protect the vulnerable, specifically target them, you know, as they did more in some states. Because even Bill Gates said, we found out later that this wasn't, he said it wasn't that virulent a a pathogen. And he said, um, it, it was, he compared it to the flu. He said it's somewhat different and it is somewhat different, but it basically targets the elderly like the flu does. So to freak out that Justin Turner or to have, there are colleges these woke colleges that are out of their mind, we're talking about the p- people who are never going to die from this, 22-year-olds, 20-year-olds, and they are masking outside at my alma mater, Cornell. They have to wear masks outside. They, they get their meals, like, left at the door. They're masking at Berkeley this at, fall. Oh, I'm sure, Berkeley, of course. And this is all just, this is ideology. This is not medicine. This is indoctrination. This is, and to me, the the frightening thing was never the disease itself. The frightening thing was how much you could you could get people so quickly to change their way of life, stay home, wear a mask, you know, don't. Touch. It was altruistic at first. It's like, all right, yeah, yeah, we'll take course. two weeks to flatten the curve, right? And then just about well, uh, every conspiracy theory came true vaccine mandates vaccine passports right and it turned into like away from doing your job to stop the the spread to like lockdowns and that's my whole problem you know i grew up in a small town very little cases up in chico california but all the small businesses fucking gone i mean our favorite restaurants in la and new york and across the country not just in big cities look some crazy percentage will never open again. Why? Absolutely. And then what are we doing for them? What are we doing for the well, small businesses? There was some PPE loans and, and stuff that people could file for. Well, we, but- did, we passed out $6 trillion. And the sad fact about that is that a very big, big, big chunk of it was just flat out stolen. Yeah. I mean, we spent more to keep people hiding under the bed than we did for World War II. World War II cost $4 trillion, and we passed out almost $6 trillion for this. I mean, wow. Talk about a country that's gone a little soft. 
brought to you by SignalWire, the real OGs of software-defined telecom. That's right, OG stands for Original Geeks, and they're proud of it. The original geeks at SignalWire are the developers of the number one open source communications platform in the world, powering everything from cloud phone systems for Netflix and Amazon to awesome products like Ring Doorbell. And now they've created an easy to use cloud platform that puts the power of that technology into the hands of anyone with an idea. Whether it's voice, messaging, or cutting edge broadcast quality video, if it has to do with real-time communications, SignalWire is the answer. With SignalWire, you can customize the user experience and integrate with an existing application or website with ease. SignalWire's ultra-low latency is essential for creating experiences where real-time really matters. Whether you're a developer, product builder, or just someone with a cool idea, SignalWire offers APIs, SDKs, and even copy-and-paste code snippets to help you make your vision a reality fast. Build with the real OGs of software-defined telecom. Visit SignalWire.com slash random to sign up for a free account. Go to SignalWire.com slash random and build what's next in real-time communications. Go to SignalWire.com slash random. There's so many things I see in my daily life that remind me that I don't see medicine the way everyone else does, but I see it the way a lot of other doctors do. I mean, we can pretend that only MDs know about medicine. It's a ridiculous pretension. It's not true. But let's pretend that because I don't want to have that fight this day. But just among MDs, if we're just talking among MDs, they disagree with each other. Mm -hmm. There's thousands of MDs that you can read, see on Twitter, the ones who haven't been canceled or somehow shoved off it. They, you certainly won't see them on TV many times because they won't let them anywhere. Uh, they will live them on Fox News, and then they get tagged as a conservative. No, they're not a conservative. They're a doctor. It's just that Fox News is the only place that will let them speak. So why are your doctors, meaning Fauci's and those people, why are your doctors better than these doctors? There's thousands of doctors who signed that Barrington letter, uh, which basically was, you know, reasonable, esteemed, knowledgeable, credited MDs who said... Published. Public, of course, published and practicing. And who said basically... And seen patients. Of course. Yes, and... Not like some of the people. Right, who were bureaucrats. Yeah. Right. Yes. And they just basically said, look, lockdowns are... Look, of course, we had to, like, at certain point, if the hospitals are being overrun, I agree... If a hospital is being overrun, you have to take some kind of draconian measures. Not these necessarily, but yes. That didn't last that long. And at a certain point, it was, what happened to herd immunity? I, we were told, oh, at a certain point, X number of people will get it, and then we can just forget about this whole thing. Well, that seemed to have come and gone, herd immunity, and we're still fucking freaking. You know, they're still talking about, now they want another um, booster... For that's a hybrid of the Omicron, and like, I don't need it. You know, I had it. I they made me get one. Okay, I got one. I got the. Then I, you know, I didn't get it for fourteen months when I was unvaccinated. Somehow I got it like three weeks after I got vaccinated. Okay. I'm not saying it. There's a causal there. 
what I'm saying is there could be. Might be. I don't know if you, I don't know, and you don't know either. You don't know. Certainly I've heard anecdotally a lot of people who say the same thing. Now, it also could be the case that because I had the vaccine, that when I then got COVID, it was almost imperceptible. I barely knew I had it. I lost my smell for a couple of days, had a little stuffy nose. If, if there wasn't this paranoia about COVID, I would have just gone to work and said, well, I'm feeling a little down. But Bill, the whole problem with the COVID thing is the only way they got to get uh, emergency authorization use was if there was no other therapeutic options. And there were plenty of therapeutic options because many doctors were giving out doses of a lot of medicine that actually worked that was suppressed and oh. canceled and kicked off of social media platforms. Demonized. Demonized. That's what it is. Yeah. No, he I demonized mean, ivermectin, which the creator, the, yeah. the guy that made it, won a fucking Nobel Prize. Been giving out billions of doses. It worked in Japan. It worked in Uttar Pradesh. It worked in Mexico. But to mention it in, in the States, oh, you're a fucking conspiracy theorist taking horse dewormer. Horse, yes. It's like, yeah. why is that? Well, I mean, to me, that speaks to the bankruptcy of the media because... Once they heard horse, they were like a, a writer's room at a comedy show. Oh, we got a premise now. <laughs> oh, we can't, we can't, this is a hang that horse. Horse yeah. is fun. Anything with a horse is always going to be funny. Horse cock, <laughs> Catherine the Great got fucked by a horse. Like, horses are just funny. So they, they, so they were just going to like, <laughs> so they just hit the, and I'm talking about like the, the serious people on MSNBC, you know, these very serious people. Like, horse, it's like, yes, horses use it. There's lots of medicines that cross over. Between, lots of medicine right. that are animal and human. Yes, right. I was just taking uh, ketamine yesterday. No. <laughs> Good for you. Is it, there's one of those that is a tranquilizer. They say it's the thing that Bill Cosby used. Bill Cosby got a... GHB, right? No, I don't think it's GHB. It could be. I don't know. Fact check. But I don't know. But I think it was some... <laughs> I thought it was ketamine, but I could be wrong about that too. But, but I, I remember reading that Bill Cosby got himself a vet license, a veterinarian's license. And I think it was so he could buy <laughs> stuff that he was knocking women, women out with. It's awful. <laughs> it is so awful. I mean, to think, when you ponder, like, how a, the, the complexity of the human being, that he could be this brilliant comedian and America's dad and, you know, so good at what, at his... Kids say the darndest things. Right. <laughs> craft. Yeah. And then be this monster. But, I mean, that's why that guy wrote Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yeah. You know, that's the human nature. What are, what are your demons, Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> Plant medicine, I guess, as far as what they want to cancel me on lately. But, You're fine. But, you know, not, how, many so, people have OD, how many people have OD on weed? Uh, certainly, certainly none at my bathhouse. <laughs> <laughs> The I other mean, I guys think pla plants are here. Plants can be used as medicine, just like diet can be used as medicine. All medicine, sweetheart. All medicine comes from plants. Do you know how they make antibiotics? How? They go into the jungle, which they're destroying. So we're not going to have antibiotics, which is horrible. Not that I like antibiotics. I hate them, but sometimes you need them. Okay. They go into the jungle and they find what 
kills what? Mm-hmm. Isn't that fascinating? Mm-hmm. Like there are, and then they synthesize those things. Like there's something that, you know, the because like fungus, for example, is everywhere. Fungus could take over the world. When there's an earthquake, people die sometimes because the fungus comes up from the ground and, you know, it's it's very poisonous. Hmm. Um, there's nothing more antifungal, uh, acidic than a lemon. But if you leave a lemon out for a week, it'll have fungus on it. Mm-hmm. That's how. That's how. And everybody has a fungal infection who's ever been on antibiotics because when you take antibiotics, you know. Yeah. You know this. I do. I know. This is the, see. This is the kind of stuff that is important to us. That I think validates our view about this other stuff. But other people, I think, just don't want to. They just listen to what the doctor says. The guy in the white coat. So because I've had this discussion with many people, and they're like surprised to hear that there's like a downside to antibiotics. Like that? What? No, really. That to them is news. Like, they just think antibiotics, great. I felt shitty, and the doctor gave me antibiotics, and it fixed that. They're, they're a miracle, and they are a miracle. Yeah, that, there's some great antibiotics. I had MRSA, and I got antibiotics was great for me when I had MRSA. Well, they do, they, they do the job they're supposed to do, generally. Yeah. The problem is they also kill a lot of things that are good. A lot of good it. stuff, yeah. And, and if you have to do a lot of them or do a lot of them or overdo them, as we have done in society... You create a number of seriously deleterious health issues and problems. Well, unless we take it back and start using plant medicine. But it's the same thing. It's, no, it's not. What do you, what do you think? Synthetic compared to plant? No, but they, the plants origin aren't killing anybody. is the plant. I get it, but plants aren't killing anybody. Because it's, it's not just a plant that you're taking no, antibiotics. Well, I, you know, I take a Motrin you know, to anti-inflam, to take out the inflammation of my knee. But it's fucking with my liver. You know, exactly. I, take, I that, take curcumin, which comes from turmeric. Right. I'm not fucking up my right. liver. Correct. I mean, that's <laughs> my view. Well, if the government didn't but, say it, then it can't be true. But if you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whenever they say misinformation, I, I always want to go, whose, ours or yours? Yeah. Because you had a lot. Yeah. Or even the things that just people do that I just don't like. I see them with the hand sanitizer. Okay, talking about antibiotics, that's what that is. And when you put something on your skin, it absorbs into your body. Not at the level of, of, of course, if you drank it, but I don't want to put hand sanitizer. I don't want to put an antibiotic on my skin all day long. You need to live in an atmosphere of germs. It's actually... That's how you build your immune system. It's healthier. Yes. And, of course, the reason... It seems... No, rational and and (laughs) sensical i'm telling you some of this stuff which because it's important to us is it's just mind-blowing to other people only because the the like you're saying the media and the medical industrial complex has it is what which it is it is a medical industrial complex yes they have a vested interest in basically making the competition, which would be turmeric as opposed to Motrin, that's the competition. Pot was the competition to liquor. <laughs> I split the difference. CBD into... and yes. anything. And we know, we know yeah. the healing powers of CBD. You said you took antibiotics for your MRSA. Yeah. Okay. 
there, there's a perfect example. You didn't want to, you're not going to, garlic was not going to fix that, right? <laughs> I feel good about taking the antibiotics, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's a nuclear option. Yeah. It's like if you really have to go there. That's why I'm saying I'm glad we have antibiotics. Just like I am I'm too, glad, yeah. Just like I'm glad I have a gun, but I don't want to ever use it. Right. But if I have to, yeah. I will. If you get out of line. <laughs> You're at Club Random. I got it right here. All right. I got some too in Wisconsin. I'd so. hate to kill you right before the season. <laughs> right with the, come on, you must have some butterflies. You'd be on the field in a week on the old gridiron, tossing the old pigskin. Of, of course, I mean, you don't, you're not fucking human, you know? I think our, uh, the sports world wants robots. You know, that's why I'm, I'm an anomaly, because I just fucking speak my mind. And you but they want robots for you, the most part, You're right? doing it so right. Do you know that they cover you on TMZ? like on a weekly basis that means they're covering you like a celebrity and that's how they should and that's where i mean you're you're not going to be able to play forever no right i mean you know there's a clock i don't want to play forever but it's, really it's going to be time to you wouldn't want to if you could no because the too onerous the the part of it that's like the six months of, of because yeah because drudgery and there's just other things that I am interested in I, I oh, enjoy doing you know like football has been has given me a ton of ton of things unbelievable yes. wealth platform right. opportunity yes friendships memories but at some point the right ends you know and you gotta and do win, something and, else. and winning. You know, you were, I remember when, it's funny, our, our lives are so uh, juxtaposed because your thing that you're great at comes early because you're an athlete. I didn't like get politically incorrect until I was the age you are now. Like I was just starting. But I, like I say, I could go to 100 <laughs> doing this. You should. Because it's the opposite, right? And you should. Right. <laughs> Thank you. But if not you, who? I mean, seriously, oh, like, no. we oh, need fucking voices I am, of, of the, reason. And oh. you've always been, well, you've always been. Thank you. Yeah. No, I'm not going anywhere. But my, uh, what I'm getting to is that, like, the, just the idea that you can be at the top of your game is, like, that's when you can walk away. Because you're like, I had this dream, I had this goal, I wanted to do this thing. I got to be the top of the game. You know, in your case, it's like, oh, I've, I've been the MVP two years in a row, and before that, I won the Super Bowl. You know, that makes it okay. I could walk away now. I don't want to, but good, because I got to, like, I wanted to perfect this thing that I can do, and I did. And now it's, like, fun to live in it and keep doing it. Yeah. But I could stop, whereas if I had to do it before I got there, it would have gnawed at me for the rest of my life. And like, that's where you are. But you there's, know? yeah, and there's, and I, I guarantee you feel the same way. There's some part in us when you reach a level of success where you don't want to go out a bum either. You know, you don't want to exactly. go out on the downturn, right? I'm still no really good. I can yes. still play. <laughs> yeah, I know? would, I would say those, I don't want to be no. a washed up, no, you know, hanging on type of guy. That's no, just no. not. I'm a fucking competitor, right. you know. Right. And I know you're competitive too, because you, yeah. you, you oh, have yes. to be, right? No, I think you. Another thing we have in common is I think we both have a chip on our shoulder. Yours is from like they didn't like you weren't drafted. I got a few. Yeah, there's been a few over the years, but most. <laughs> but they're good. Like yeah. mine is from like 
they won't like give me Emmys or, you know, because like I don't, the woke doesn't like me because, because, what we're, because the, the reason the fans like me is why the woke don't like me. So they are the ones who vote on that kind of shit. Like I, years ago, I stopped caring that much. Can you prod me and get me to care about it? Yes, if you like, Bill, it's Emmy day. And yes, like you could, but it doesn't, I don't care like 364 days a year. Uh, but that's where mine comes from is like, okay, plainly a lot of people think that if we did by the criteria that I think would matter for like voting on something like, you know, <laughs> courage, originality, actually being funny, I think we would have won like 35 Emmys. For sure. It's okay. That's, that's the, if that's the cross to bear I have in life, it's a, it's a light one as crosses go. But that chip that it kind of puts on your shoulder, like, I'm going to embarrass you for not giving it. Like, it's not really on me anymore. You should be embarrassed. That, and I think you have yeah. the same fucking thing. Like, you didn't draft me. I'm going to make you feel very, very bad about that. And you already have. I have. And I, I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep doing it as long as I can. Because, right. But I'll tell you what, I, I guarantee you feel the same way. Like, as much as, and you know, I won the MVP the last two years, so thankfully I've gotten enough votes to do that. But the most important opinions about my play is from my contemporaries, from the players I play against, from the coaches that coach against me. They know. They know. They know. They, do. they know if you're going to prepare oh. against us, it's going to be a fucking rough time. Of course. And they know. I don't know who's winning Emmys in your category, but like when you're talking about <laughs> the dude you would watch a show, right? If he was on and you had five options, it'd be fucking you. Thank you. But it's the yeah, truth. I know, but uh, and because and, your level of like, and it is your level of aptitude and intelligence and conversation is just so far. I don't even know who's in your fucking category. Well, let's but like see, if uh, I'm gonna listen, if I'm gonna watch a show, yeah, I know. I'm not gonna fucking turn into right. like and, a late and, night show. I'm and, gonna fucking and, watch. Real yeah. time. And, and <laughs> no, I'm not just bullshitting. I know. Like, I seriously. And I, I appreciate it. And I don't watch a lot of TV. But I like, know. If I want to get a good conversation yeah. and hear somebody who knows how to fucking like, handle a conversation and be intelligent and be interesting. But that's well, the only opinion that matters. Right? It's your contemporaries, not you know, some random group of people. Like, we know. Like, and I, we, we're we even in this area. Like, who votes on the fucking Academy Awards? Like, what do you got to... How you got to like get nominated for those type of things? Well, see, who you got to take out to dinner for those? Type right. of things? Like, come on, like we know how this this town and, works. And see, like, here's you've the, lived here a lot longer than I have, but I I know, right. and I've oh, only I been know. there for ten years. Oh, I know, I know, and and you're and I'm telling you, DMZ covers you like you're in show business, which you are. Um, but see, here's the here's one thing that always did bug me a little when people's. When people talk about winning an award, mm -hmm. and they then they compare it to, um, they compare it to. You want ice? I got some. <laughs> yeah, I they, picked up that one earlier. <laughs> it's like no, they, I don't. they compare winning an award to uh, winning a sports, uh, you know, the Super Bowl. Right. And I'm like, stop doing that. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay that you are doing what you're doing. Don't make that comparison because when you win an award, you didn't win it. It's the opinion of like 10 people who got a tape 
of one show of each of the people who got nominated and who gets nominated, that's just another virtue signaling exercise. Exactly. Okay. And then, so it's like, it's an opinion. If you remember Kanye West at the Grammys, like when, or at the VMAs or whatever, when he went up on stage and said, Taylor Swift, I'm going to let you finish, yeah. but... Uh, <laughs> Beyonce had the best video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to let you finish, but Beyonce had the best... Okay, that just showed. It's people's opinions. But it's not an opinion if you win the Super Bowl. You actually beat the other team. Yeah. That's why the ESPYs are the stupidest award show ever. Because we don't need an award show about sports we have the actual winners <laughs> and now for best football team yes the team that won the super bowl <laughs> is the best football team that's why we watch sports because no it more is ESPYs. it's done now ESPYs is done now is what ESPYs is done we're not yeah. doing it anymore after this don't you don't i have a I'm point with you, yeah. yeah i have a point best mlb team who won the world series <laughs> all right write them in it's yeah. just... best hockey team who won by the, the, by the way did i did i Speaking of show business, and did I dream this, or were you like trying to be the host of Jeopardy? I was. Why the fuck would you want to do that? I watched the show growing up. It's very nostalgic for me. I used to watch my grandparents. I loved the show, and they offered it up to. I was on it one time. I was Celebrity Jeopardy, and me won, too. Won my. Did you win? No. Why not? It was probably all up against. <laughs> it was the 90s. We're up against I Cheech? I remember the network got mad at the shirt I wore. I probably came right from a club. It was like a club shirt. I thought it was very inappropriate for the host of Politically Incorrect to be wearing. <laughs> no, I did not do well. I thought the buzzer was. the. I, I felt like I knew some answers, but like I couldn't get it. It's the, all timing. You got to wait until that white light goes on. And... Whatever. Anyway, I wanted to. Yeah. Come Alex on. passed away, and I wanted to. I thought it would made sense. I'm I'm still an active player. I could film in the off season. I love the show. I mean, I I watched it religiously for years. I, I gotta say, I think you could do better. I really do. <laughs> I just gotta be your friend here right now and be like. Uh, there's a famous Mary Tyler Moore episode where uh, Ted Baxter wants to host a game show and. Lou Grant humiliates Ted, you want to be a quiz master? Is that what you want to be, Aaron? A quiz master? I thought it you know, I've, I've followed I mean, a legend before. I thought I thought I could uh, pull it off. But. Well, you could pull it off. I'm, that's what I'm saying. I but think the show is really geared to middle America. It's geared to, well, first of all, I'm thrilled the show is on. It's one of the last vestiges of our quote-unquote culture that caters to a thinking mind. It's about knowing things. Knowing things is very out of fashion right now. Kids don't know anything. I mean, they used to like know one thing. They don't know math. They don't know science. They don't know. They definitely don't know history. They certainly don't know civics, which is how government works. That's why we're in such trouble with our government. It's like the democracy is failing, and they're like, "What's democracy? Like, the th well, we won't have the checks and balance. What's that mean?" You know, how can you get people to learn about democracy if they don't know what the fuck it is? So I'm glad Jeopardy exists because it is for those last few people on Earth who care about knowing shit. But you're still a quiz master. I mean, fuck. I mean, come on, man. You got the answers right I in your get it. Hand. Okay, yeah. You but, got the answers. Yes. It's, so it's... 
because I don't see what the, for a guy who was like so jacked on the adrenaline of the ultimate challenge, I got to fucking freeze to safety and then hit this guy exactly in a postage stamp size square of a window with two seconds left in the game and this guy rushing at me. And now you're just going to be like <laughs> the, capital the, of, the capital of Bosnia is? It's like, that's your, I mean, come on, man. You're going to get the bends from like the challenges. I think you could do a little, I, you know, I saw you on TMZ wearing like the uh, outfit from Nick Cage, Warren. Yep. Uh, what was that? Connor. Connor. <laughs> Why is that your favorite movie? <laughs> no, but I love, uh, I'm a big fan of Nick Cage and uh, Keanu too. Reeves. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I love movie stars. Yeah. I was just watching Top Gun. Maverick? Ma yes. Fucking amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the militarism is not thrilling to me. The, the glorification of wasting jet fuel. You know, we're wasting a lot of jet fuel. Uh, I'm, not, I'm a guy who believes that we could cut the defense budget in half. No. How would we police the world then? <laughs> you had me first. I thought you were serious and then... Right, exactly. And, and we still could, by the way, with half. I mean, we spend... Of course, we spend more than the 2 through 25, don't we? Yes. Well, I don't know. I, again, fact check. But we do spend more. Our defense budget is more than like the next 9 or 10 countries combined, many of which are allies. Yeah. And when people say defense, what they really should be saying is defense contractor. Yeah. That's who's getting all the money. And we are creating many Or neo and, you know, colonialism. What's this? Or colonialism, imperialism. That's what it is. Well, I don't think... You think we're imperialist now? I mean, it's, it doesn't look the same as it did maybe in the where, 1800s. Where are we being imperialistic? We're in every country surrounding Russia and how many countries around the world? Well, we're, certainly, we're certainly not in every country surrounding Russia, but... Everyone but Ukraine... Well, we have troops in Germany, which is not border. Well, NATO, every country that borders Russia other than Ukraine is NATO. Well, not in Asia. Uzbekistan, Tajikistan, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, those countries are not NATO. Either are the Caspian countries, uh, Azerbaijan, Georgia, Armenia, those are not NATO. Yes. Look, I, I have made the case on my show that I think we should not have expanded NATO to their borders. A lot of people said that. But that goes, so back, I, to the, I, that goes back to the 40s. And when FDR passed away, there was something in place to, to uh, divide uh, yeah. you know, Germany a certain way that uh, FDR had talked to Stalin and Churchill about. Well, that, well, and then FDR passes away, Truman gets in office, drops a bomb, and the world gets destabilized from that point. Well, after World War II... Yes, we did divide the world with the Soviet Union because otherwise, look, both sides but were... But they went from an ally to an enemy. Of course, for good reason. They were a communist menace and a monolith, and they were, apt, they were headstrong to take over the world. Stalin wanted to take over the world. Communism wanted to take over the world, and communism... Reagan was right about one thing. It is evil. Communism is a horrible system. And it imprisoned millions and millions of people and made their lives miserable. And probably it doesn't work. Probably does not work. Probably killed a hundred million people. I mean, for sure. Yes, communism. Yeah. So, yes, and the still does. 
in in China. China, but China, even China and Russia, the two monoliths of communism, finally gave up on it. Russia formally. I mean, China says they're still a communist country, but they're not. They're a capitalist country. That's why they're doing so well. Yeah. They have a communist dictatorship government, but what they did was they lifted the economic strictures of communism. That's why China is a powerhouse today, but they kept the dictatorship part. And right. people said at the time, oh, they can't do that. You'll never be able to do that. You can't keep the dictatorship part. No, actually you can. You can buy off the people because the people became more middle class. They were doing well. They had a TV now and a car and air conditioning. And they were like, yeah, I can't speak freely, but you know what? I like the car. Make them happy. Keep them distracted. It's not something that hasn't been done here too. Yeah. So your politics obviously are not very conservative. But I never thought they were. The reason why people say conservative is anytime you get outside the box, including medically, you know, if I don't want to use hand sanitizer or I want to make up my own mind about how many boosters I want to get, zero, <laughs> um, somehow that makes me a conservative. It doesn't make me a conservative. No. I mean, no. and, I, and look, I mean, I imagine... I was championed by the right by my VAC status, and I'm like, I was getting weekly requests to go on Fox News. I'm like, I'm fucking go on Fox News. I'm like, I don't want, I'm, I don't want to be a part of any politics right. at all. Right. I believe what I believe. Right. Most of it I based on my own personal version of common sense. And, and I don't believe in partisanship. The partisanship two-party system has fucking ruined this country. George Washington predicted that. Yeah. George Washington said, we can never have parties. It's amazing how some people can be so foresighted and prescient. He, he foresaw that if we had parties, two parties, it would get to this point where they, they became the enemy. Mm -hmm. Not Russia's not the enemy anymore to Republicans. It used to be Russia was the greatest enemy in the world. Now it's the Democrats. And I'll tell you something else. If you... It's interesting. I think there are so many more people who agree with us because you would not have won the MVP. No chance. Wait, if people really thought that your stance, I thought courageous stance on, let's call it medical independence, was so outrageous. If you had said, I voted for Trump, I bet you you would not have won that MVP. I would not have. Right. So it just says that what we believe about medicine is not that outrageous and not that, not that uncommon because I think otherwise you never would have still got voted MVP. And that's what I found. The silent majority was so strong. Right. The first 48 hours I felt alone and low and abandoned. And, and then, then I fucking, and you emailed and me. And then I emailed and you then, and the sun shone the again. The sun shone. It's okay, Aaron. I get and it. And all was right in the world. <laughs> but it's true. It's true. You can have certain opinions. Right. And and not make it. Like agreeing, you know, voting for Trump. But Right. And I you can but I think there's a lot of people that that believe that you should have your own decision making on your own medical decisions. I my thing is, I have, a, I have an issue with the hypocrisy in society in general. I know you do as well. But abortion has been a hot topic, right? 
and especially after Roe v. Wade got overturned and sent back to the states or whatever, I don't believe the government should have any control over what we do with our bodies. No. So of course not. as much as I might be lean more pro life, I don't I don't want the government telling me I can't smoke a cigar, I can't have a drink of alcohol, I can't choose my own medical decisions. And if I'm a woman, don't fucking tell me what to do. Like whether or not I agree with what you decide to do, who cares? And the government should not have a decision that that infringes upon my own personal freedoms. I agree with all that. My thing is, but just don't say to the pro-life people, you're doing it because you hate women, because that's what I hear all the time. You're doing it because you hate women. They don't hate women. They just think it's murder. Mm -hmm. And I get that. I personally don't, because I personally don't think life is always precious. I don't think people who are alive now necessarily are living a life that's precious. If you picture some guy who's on death row and he's committed horrendous crimes, grisly crimes, murdered his family, axe murdering children. <laughs> Let me go on. <laughs> Keep going. Okay. And <laughs> what else has he done? Sex with children. Yeah. Just horrible, horrible things. Skull fucking. Okay. So Jeez. now this guy's on death row, right? Yeah. And he's in solitary and he'll never get out. Is that life really precious? I mean, I don't, it, it just doesn't break my heart that we would have the death penalty for somebody like that. I think we're almost doing him a favor. You're just keeping something alive. It's, it's almost cruel. Um, so I don't think life is, and if, if the unborn, like, yeah, I get these people, like, it's murder. Yeah, it's undeniably becoming a life. That's why it's such a gray area. It's not a life, but it's undeniably would be. Uh, I just don't care. It's like, if you're not born, I'm sorry, we're not going to miss you. How could we? We never met you. And you're not going to miss us because you didn't meet us. Right. <laughs> you know? So, but I get their thing. I totally do. I think it's kind of like me with animals. You know, I'm a PETA person. I just, I just, it's just innate in me. I love animals. I can watch a movie where people are being horribly mistreated. It doesn't make me cry. I can't watch two seconds of, you know, Bambi. Uh, I wouldn't even the watch. The Cove. I wouldn't even watch King. Blackfish. No. no. Won't see, I, won't, yeah. I wouldn't even watch King Kong. Or uh, Planet of the Apes, because it looks like animals are being hurt. Even the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park, I don't want to see hurt. I don't know. It's just innate. And I think it's like that with them with babies. They just have a thing with babies. I fucking hate babies. They're, I mean, I would always, I would always help one if, I, if they were needed, it, uh, unless I had to touch it. But, uh, but, but, but they just have a thing with babies, and they think it's murder. And they're like, just because you have a vagina, you can't commit murder. That's their view. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I feel like this abortion thing has to begin with stop insulting them about that. Just accept this difference. I know people who are, I'm very friendly with and I know we are on the opposite sides on abortion. We just don't talk about it. I'm not going to convince you. You're not going to convince me. And we're not going to have a baby together. So you know, we don't really need to, <laughs> we don't need to fucking discuss it, you know? But that's the problem with society. You can't have different opinions anymore. Like you and I might have you 50 topics we could talk about, and half of them we might agree on 100%, half of them we might not. 
And that's fucking okay. It's totally okay. And it's it's actually great. It's good, exactly. It's fucking the best thing ever. And Why would you want to surround yourself with a fucking echo chamber of people who just repeat, right. regurgitate the same shit back to you that you believe in? Where's he, the fun in that? But that's what social media's become. That's what our TV programs have become. It's funny. That's what people have become. Because sometimes I will have a guest on, usually, you know, from the left, who I generally uh, agree or certainly often less than I used to because they went crazier than they used to. But I they didn't got woke. Change. Yeah, they got woke. But like a, you know, a, a person who's like, and they will, I, I will think, oh, this was a not such a good guess because they were just about talking points, like democratic talking points. It was predictable. It was boring. It was in the box. And then I will hear from people over the weekend after the show airs that some agree with me. And then I will hear from other people who were like, the fact that it was boring, predictable, in the box and talking points is what they loved about it. That's what that, what I hated. That's what they fucking loved, and that's what makes me go, oh, uh, this is a hard country to turn this battleship around in the river, because that's what you're working with, people who just want to hear what they already know and what's in there. They just want to be reaffirmed in their echo chamber. They don't want to be challenged. What I find boring and just hateful, they find great. <laughs> and that's and that's the other cross I have to bear, but you know how do you do it? But that's how I win all the Emmys. <laughs> so, how long are you going to be out here in your home state of? Uh, Let's see. I got about. Uh, oh, you got right down to the minute. Yeah. Let me see here. Twelve and eight. Twenty more hours. Seriously? Yeah. I'm so flattered you came by that you made time. This to was do at this. the top of You're the list. You're a man of your word. Oh, thank you. You know, you reached out to me, and I don't. Know, I don't think I told you a story, but you reached out to me, and I, <laughs> I hit up my representation. I said, I just got this email from Bill Maher. Is he in the family? And like, yeah, I said, will you just verify his email because this is fucking tripping me out. <laughs> Because I told you, I texted you uh, yesterday, I said, this is surreal for me because oh. I have held you on this, in this esteem of like a voice of reason for so long. And I grew up in a very conservative household, right? So really? like watching you would be like not okay. So being a Re rebel in nature. Really? Yeah. You were, Just yeah. watching me? Yeah, because you're, you're, you're a liberal for so long, right? You're, I'm a liberal now. Yeah. So for me, being a rebel is like, I'm going to fucking watch Bill Maher. I'm going to see what he's all about. And from the first time I watched your show, I was just always struck by your level of intelligence, and I respected that. Oh, and finish your, level your thought. Of, <laughs> <laughs> now go on. No, just how I always appreciate your point of view. And I've always been someone, even if I don't agree with you, I can respect opinions if they're well thought out and intelligent. And that's what you've always been about. And well, so for you to hit me up the way you did, yeah. it meant the absolute world oh, to me. Oh, I'm so glad. And that's and I was it was so, I was so awestruck. I was like, can you just verify? I'm not getting fucking pranked here. This is actually Bill. Oh, and, oh yeah. And no, for, I mean, so that's why I said well, that, when so, I hit you up and I'm like, I'm gonna be in L.A. You know, I'd love to come on if it make if it works. This, I, these are the times I got available. Like uh, this was at the top of the no, list. I appreciate man. So it. Thank you. I, I'm so glad you told me that because I didn't really even realize all that. And um, you know, 
it's it's just nice on a personal level because I was doing it basically because I was thinking how oh, you know I've always loved watching this guy play but like here is a good voice and we need more voices to just again open a window and let a little fresh air in in this room full of stale air about medical information and what we think we know and what is the science we need more people who are just saying just keep an open mind we're not anti-vaxxers i'm not a, i never no. was no, a, a vaccine is a medical intervention. It is a pharmaceutical product. Those are not dirty words to me. Every time you take any sort of medicine, it is a medical intervention. You're probably using a pharmaceutical product or a natural product, but even natural products can have very harmful effects. Totally. Herbs are strong. Okay. But we make these decisions based on our best knowledge of what's going on in our body at the time. What's and best it, for us? And it should be our decision of whatever, so to put vaccines in a much bigger picture than just the, the fucking monofocus people had on COVID and vaccine. It's like, okay, I look at health in general, and I think you did too. So I felt, I, I saw on whatever the interview was or whatever got you in fucking trouble, I thought I saw, oh, there's a kindred. Getting COVID got me in trouble. Yes, there's a kindred spirit. And there's many of them out there. Again, it's just that people are so intimidated from speaking on the subject. Doctors are. They know they will be ostracized. They right. will be demonized. They can lose their license. I just told you, Gavin Newsom is thinking about signing a bill to criminalize, criminalize medical misinformation. Yeah, based on whose standard of misinformation? So, when exactly? So, you know, to have an ally on this subject meant a lot to me and, and it's great to find out now that there that this personal connection too and i'm i'm, I'm you got I'm, more than an ally now you got a friend i appreciate that and um you know not to make this a mutual dick sucking contest but but go ahead i just have to have to say <laughs> as a football fan i mean getting back to what i i think i said like i don't know when we started i can't remember what day this is now but like all the entertainment you've given me because at the end of the day we're both entertainers. Totally. Sports is, is for entertainment. I mean, many times I've said to myself, if I had never got hooked on, on football, watching football, um, I generally don't watch. See, football's once a week. Well, no. It's four times. It And then it was like, it was, when I was a kid, it was just Sunday. Yeah. And then it was like, totally. Oh, you know what? Best. Get now it's little, Sunday night, little, Sunday afternoon, oh, Sunday yeah. morning, Sunday afternoon, yeah. Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night. Even in December, Saturday. Saturdays. Yes. Yeah. No. It was like oh, with we COVID, gotta... there were some Tuesday games. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yes. Do you remember when Frank Gifford got caught cheating on Kathy Lee Gifford? Yeah. You do? I do. Norm... Frank Gifford, Al Michaels, Dan Deerdorf. That was like the voices of my childhood. Right. Monday Night Football, it was those three. Norm Crosby, I think it was, had the best joke. He said, uh, Kathy Lee Gifford, the wife at the time, got very suspicious when somebody told her there was no such thing as Tuesday night football. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, no, so we but, need, but we need comedy. We need comedy. We, well, we don't I'm, need I'm, censorship. I'm, I'm we here need for, comedy. I am down with that brother. We need but, comedy to lighten the load. You, you, uh, but it is entertainment. Totally. What we both do is just entertainment. And I, I was going to say, you know, many of the time I've thought to myself, if I had never gotten started, how many hours in my life would I have back to have done something of 
merit of value other than sitting and watching you throw a fucking piece of leather, <laughs> which is pointless. And yet, you know, it's, it's, I can't wait for the season to start. <laughs> I can't. And when I'm, you know, I have the NFL package like all red blooded American yeah. men. That's it. Man, I mean, do you like watching I mean, games or do you like I mean, watching the Red Zone channel? I mean, people with a penis. Um, the Red Zone channel, I can watch. It depends. See, here's the thing. Like I said. Well, uh, the Giants are playing, you're watching the Giants. Of course. If the Jets are playing and the Although, Giants aren't playing, you're watching you know the what? Jets? I, yes, okay. Jets. But um, I'll have two. I'll have one game going on in the bathroom, one on the TV. I'm walking before, back and forth. See, I get up like when the games start. The games start early out here, yeah. and I don't get up early. So, like, I'm, I'm you're using, a night owl. I'm a night owl. Come on. I'm a comedian. I live here at Club Random. Come on. <laughs> I sleep right there in the VIP. <laughs> no, so I like when I get up, it's probably like halftime of the first game, which out here on the coast starts at 10 a.m. Yeah. So, which is perfect. Good for you. You're waking up at, you know, 1130? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So like, near a day. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's like right, at, right before the half, I get to catch something exciting. <laughs> Two minutes you're on the first half. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I see you scamper out of bounds. Yeah. I'm just cr- getting the crusties out of my eyes, yeah. and there you are scampering out of bounds. Nice. Good for you, man. So, uh, a little coffee? You're a coffee drinker? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I only have two meals a day, which I think is the right number of meals. Coffee and dinner? <laughs> <laughs> right. Coffee and heroin. It's. Now, do you take the ayahuasca right before the game? Aaron? I do. Yeah. <laughs> or, I do. or do you take a little more? Black tar heroin the night before, yeah. and then <laughs> no. the ayahuasca. Well, and at halftime, do you do yeah. a little, <laughs> a little half ayahuasca? Time, yeah, a lot of a lot of blow. Did I read that story right? You do ayahuasca at halftime, and that's why you, yep. you had the best season. That's I, that's yeah. exactly what yeah. I thought. That's what happened. Anyway, so no, I I usually see like the second half of the first game, and then. The, whatever the second game is. And, then, and of course, Sunday Night and Football? Then, yes. But you're not always on there. But we are a couple times a year. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, you do very well there. Yeah. That's why they cover you on TMZ. Uh, but, <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> what I'm saying is that, like, I yes, of course the Giants will always get my loyalty first. Um, Y.A. Tittle, I think, was the quarterback. I mean, that's how far we go back. I think it was Y.A. Tittle. We're talking about, like, 1962, or something, and then this of course after he was with the Niners, and then of course yes, that famous picture of him on yes, the, the bloody is, one, yeah, it's amazing, iconic, right? Yeah. And then Fran Tarkington, mm-hmm. um, Marty Glickman, I can still hear his voice, and I gone down there off the right. Tucker Frost going off in two yards. <laughs> it's like they, they were not very good, so like anything was very exciting to them. And then Phil Sims and Jeff Hostetler. Jeff Hostetler. Jeff Hostetler. Right? I forgot about him. Well, I mean, there was he a lot. He played in the Super Bowl, right? When Jeff Otis Host- Anderson, didn't he? No, no, I guess it was Phil, huh? Yeah, no, it could have been. When Otis Anderson won the MVP, was Hostetler the quarterback or was Sims the quarterback? You're the football player. I'm, uh, I'm, 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 a, I'm a lover, not a fighter, Aaron. And you're um, an Eli fan, obviously? I, of course. Yeah. The two times they beat the Patriots, of course I love that because, oh, let's not even go into it, but. I did the David Tyree with the football cat. I mean, come on, uh, Plaxico Burris. Plaxico Burris got the game-winning touchdown. Yeah, and yeah. then shot himself in the leg. Yeah, accidentally. <laughs> accidentally, but still, it shouldn't happen. Come on, you know. I mean, it shouldn't happen. Oh, New York sports. 
for some, I, maybe it's like this everywhere and it just gets played more in New York, but it seems like our players do just some incredibly boneheaded things. Like over the years, you would think that New York, I mean, look at the Giants now. I mean, honestly, are you afraid of the Giants this year? No. I, I just, well, they got a new coach, right? So what? It's not about the coach, is it? I'm a, I'm a Saquon fan, though. I am a big Saquon fan. It's never happened. We'll see. It might happen. We yeah, play him I, in London this year. We play him at, we're playing at uh, Tottenham Stadium. What? Against the Giants. You're playing the Giants in London? In Tottenham, I'm yeah. so not going, but... You I'm should, that'd be perfect. It's the first time Green Bay's in London, oh. or in England, I guess. Cause I don't know if Tottenham Can you get me London. good seats? Yeah. No, I'm, I, I can't go to London. I'll get you in the box. I can't. <laughs> I don't want to be in the box. Why? I went to a... They certain... got 1942 up there. Uh, <laughs> they got... You can, you you can know smoke what? your weed up I... there, probably. You'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, be probably, great. definitely. But I, I went to a Super Bowl after the one I took my father to which was the nosebleed seats. I still have... You went a, to the 87 Super Bowl? 80, yes. Well, it was the year they beat the... 86. Yes. 88. I think it was 86. I think the season was 85, and the uh, the Super Bowl was January of 86. No, that was the Bears. 85 was Bears. Okay, then it was the next year. Um, 86, 87? It must have been. I think it was 88, 89. No, that was Niners, Niners. So it must have been, 80, the, it must have been 86, 87. Okay, so... I still have the, they gave you a little cushion because the seats, it. it was the Rose Bowl mm. and it was, the seats were like hard and wood and I still have it for that Super Bowl. Where is so, it at? It's not in Club No, Random, it's not. It? No, 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 no. It's in a special place? Yes. Yeah. I rub on it at night and masturbate. No. <laughs> was that too personal? Anyway, you said we were friends. Um <laughs> No, but I went to this other Super Bowl. I think it was 99. Again, it was fucking John Elway. Can't lose this guy. Against the Falcons? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it was in a box. You in know, by then. San Diego? No. No, it was in Miami. Okay. Uh, you know, it was like, you know, by then I was on TV. And so I got... Big time. Went, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say big time, but big <laughs> enough to like get invited. To, you know, there was somebody, somebody's plane was going and I... I took a girl, and you know it was a whole thing. Yeah, it's a good, yeah, that's good. And like, I don't, I didn't. We were in the box. It was a party. I didn't see any of the game. I want to see the game. You see the game better on TV. I mean, you actually. I mean, I don't need the announcers, but I like to see the game. I do like the game. Do you like the announcers? Some of them. Who do you like? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know. I don't think any of them should be hosting Jeopardy, but, I mean, they're okay. <laughs> I mean, I used to like, uh, who do I, well, Bob Costas is the best, but he, does, he doesn't do football. No. But he's a he good friend. He got phased out. He, but he, there, is a, there is a guy who is just like, he brings a level of sophistication and wit and elocution to sports. Yep. That is very uncommon. Totally. I mean, Brian Gumbel is a brilliant sports analyst, too. I mean, his show is brilliant. Um, so who non-HBO do you like? <laughs> ah, good point. It did sound like I was kissing some corporate. Ass. Isn't Bob on HBO now? Yeah, he is. Back and Brian's back on the obviously record. real sports yes. on HBO. Okay. Do you have to put real in front of Shut every up. show on HBO? Or I'm is... going to kick you out of Club Random. So you're <laughs> never going to get in that VIP room. No, I, I like. Uh, well, I mean, oh gosh, I don't want to name names and say I don't like yeah, this don't. guy. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean. Al Michaels is great. He's, I happen to know he's a very strong conservative. 
Is he really? Al Michaels? I don't know that. I think he would do this. I should have him here, shouldn't I? You should. I should. He's See, got I, and that's classic the thing. voice. Yes. Interesting guy. And been been doing it for. He's called everything from. He called the Miracle on Ice in 1980. 80. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. He's, he was a lot of fun in production meetings. I'm a big, big Al fan. What What do you mean production meetings? So the day before the game, most of the time they've kind of changed now with COVID and stuff. But you you know you go to the hotel and meet with a. So if we're playing Sunday Night Football, you know, it was Al and Chris Collinsworth and Michelle Tafoya. It'd be those three in a room and Fred Gadelli, who's the producer, and, and some of the other... But you're not filming it. No, no, no. It would just be like they would ask questions to you, information to use during the telecast. From you directly? Mm-hmm. It's like we go to Minnesota. It, if it was on Sunday Night Football, it'd be Al and, and Chris then, and Michelle and Fred in a room. And, and you, how long did this... Like 30 minutes. And what were the questions like? Just to be talking about different things, different players. Give me something on this player. Give me something on this player. Hey, what about this? And then on the on when and they, then they would the... use the information on the on a telecast. But would they attribute it to you when they sometimes? Used it? Yeah. Say, oh, so we talked to Aaron yesterday, and he said, you oh, know, I this see. or whatever about this guy. You know, he's a big fan. You know, he loves David Bakhtiari. He said, you know, this about Dave, and you know, trust him. Blah blah blah. I mean, whatever it might be. Do you ever want to like punk them and like when they say sometimes? Yeah, <laughs> a few of them. Because there's some great ones, and there's some not-so-good ones. I loved uh, Aikman and Buck. So they were the number one on the Fox crew. So NFC does Fox. I NFC lo- does Joe CBS, Buck, there's right? a, I think he's fantastic. Most, a lot of people hate him. Joe Buck? Yeah. Hate him? Why? Yeah, I What's don't know. to hate? No, no, no. I th- I'm I glad you great. mentioned him. I'm, I I'm a big Joe Buck fan. I'm a huge Joe Buck yeah. fan. Yes. And Aikman is one of the best in the business. Yes, and he's good, too. And now they're both on ESPN, finally. ESPN finally has a good crew. Why do people hate Joe Buck? I have no idea. That is so America right now. That, that we're so full of hate that they even hate like people who are n- nothing to hate about. Joe is I great. understand why they He's hate great me. At his job. No, why do they hate you? Who because hates I'm you? controversial because I say a million things. That's why they hate me too. Like, if you're controversial, okay, they hate so you. Okay, so I understand why they hate us. Yeah. But why hate Joe Buck? He's like the host of Jeopardy. I think He's every just reading team, the card. Every team <laughs> thinks that Joe hates their team. The Packers fans I think Joe, think Joe doesn't like the Packers. I'm like, why? Joe's a great dude. He's a friend. And he's fucking great at what he does. He likes the game and he calls it. He's he's also a guy who, he's he's very much in the Costas realm. He's he's erudite. You know, you get the feeling yeah. you're watching not some, you know, jock or just some dumb guy. And by the way, Tony Romo carved out an amazing place for himself. He did. He you did. know, I mean, a guy who had... Uh, you know, not he was he was, never became Aaron Rodgers. A very very it just that shows like how difficult this thing is because. But he had was, a nice was a he had dedicated a nice career. He had a nice career. dedicated, amazing football player quarterback, and still can't get to that level. I mean, but for him that was such a great move. He he got to that level as an announcer. Yeah, you know. You never. There's there's a lot of bad announcers though. I was watching college football last night just briefly, and I was like, these dudes know nothing about the game. <laughs> really? Oh, see, I don't watch anything in college. My view on college is, I will watch you when you get to the pros. <laughs> and seriously, I've never watched anything college. Really? I don't know anything about college sports. I don't want to know anything about it. Not you don't ba- watch March Madness or anything? Fuck no. No. Not basketball, not not football. Is there even college baseball? I guess. I don't care. World Series. It's like, 
when you get to the pros, yeah. then you will be worthy of my attention. Love it. <laughs> as a sports viewer. That's but really... not while you are in your apprenticeship. Yeah. Did you come out to watch Good me? Good for you. Drawing a hard line, man. Fuck, I'm not going to watch you till you get paid to do what <laughs> exactly. you do. Exactly. Yeah. Did you come watch me? Worth my time. Did you come watch me at the improv? Yeah. No. <laughs> you let me work out. Do you, do you tour? Do you do any comedy tour anymore? Where do you go? Everywhere. You I'll don't be... go to Green Bay? We got a not, couple of good venues. It's amazing. Maybe not as big for a big time. But like I go to you, Milwaukee. Where? I, I, when have you, have you, you haven't been to the Pfizer Forum. I bet you I have. How big is it? 17,000. Oh, no, that's too big for me. No, it wouldn't be too big for you. Yes. We could book you in a heartbeat. Who wouldn't know? You've got to know somebody who's like a minority owner of the Milwaukee Bucks to help you out. Is that you? Me. You're a minority owner of the Milwaukee Mar- Bucks. Look, we're both minority owners. I know. Wow, I never knew that. I love basketball. I mean, that was my first love. And, and you're a minority. one of the majority owners, Wes Eden, is a good friend and a great, great dude. New York guy. And they're the champs. You'd like them. And yeah, we should have won last year. We had our best, our second oh, best player oh, got right. hurt. But you're not the champs. Who no, won? Warriors are the champs. Warriors, But I'm right. a big Steph fan. I like Steph. Oh, me too. Yeah. Apropos of our discussion about award shows and MVPs, I remember when they were playing the, I guess it was, well, it was some Le- LeBron James team. It's like five or six years ago. And I remember Steph was the MVP. And they were saying, the announcers were talking about it, and one of them says, like, yeah, you know, that looks good for the Warriors. I got the MVP. And the other guy says, yeah, but, you know, the was it the Cavaliers they played? Probably. Okay. Yep, but I think we all agree they've got the best player on the planet. Absolutely. I'm like, okay, wait, you're all agreeing that one team has the MVP and the other team has the best player on the planet? How can that be? How can we square this circle? Shouldn't that be the same person? Should be. Okay. That's my point about it's just an opinion. It is an opinion. Just like medicine. But I'm thankful for all those opinions the last two years. What is, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, but yours are from the players, aren't they? No, it's from 50 writers. Oh, right, right, writers. Like, people can be these, they can just be assholes. But this this, this happened. Yes, it's happened before with, with other people who were like, Almost unanimous choices, and some guy just makes the decision. I I don't like this guy. I for whatever fucking reason. Yeah, that's what happened last year with me. The guy in Chicago didn't like me, so he didn't vote for me, and he said it before the vote. Well, see, that could have been COVID stuff. It was. It probably was. Yeah. Right. Again, the fact that you still won it indicates to me that. We overestimate how much people are in the bubble on this. They actually do have a yearning but that's about almost every issue right Uh, think about the most hot button issues most of those issues are fractions of the population but they're highlighted because they're the most divisive of course are they not well but but everything becomes divisive that's the thing like they raided trump's mar-a-lago house to get classified documents he stole now 20 years ago, there would be no controversy here. Everybody would be on the side of, well, you can't steal classified documents and just leave them out where you put your golf clubs. Like, this would not be a controversy. Now it is, because it's Trump. So, like, immediately, half the country went to, how dare you go into his home where his golf clubs are? Right. (laughs) 
<laughs> and take stuff he stole that was plainly not his to take. And the other side is like, we got him now, Trump. Yeah. And String him up. And in the, in the in past times, we would have all just been on the page of, yeah, people can't act like Trump acts. You just can't act like that, especially when you're president. You know, you can have any beliefs you want. You can be a big an asshole you want, but you can't do kind of things. You can't like not concede elections. You're lost. You know, be a man. Let's just get down to that level. That's what I always want to say to the Trump people. And I and I'm a, a big proponent of you can hate Trump, but not the people who voted for him. Right. It's half the country. But I do want to say to them. You guys, you think you're the big macho types, make America great again, and you're the tough people? Losing. It happens. You know that, too. You can't win every game. No. Every season. And I'm sure it hurts like fuck. Yeah. But you know what? You take it like a man. You don't go, we won that game. That's what Donald Trump does. We won that game. You didn't. You lost it. It happens. You lose sometimes. Be a fucking man and just own up like every other president has ever done. Everybody else who ever lost an election was just man enough to say, I fucking lost. I'll try next time. Good luck with the job. My, you know, that's where America always was. That to me is the crux of why we're in a fucked up place. How does it change? I know. What happens? The Democrats you, you, put up Biden again and expect him to win? Oh, he could. He definitely could. I'm not a huge fan, but uh, he's. I'm not a. I'm not against him, and he did an important thing in winning an election. That if it went to Trump, we would be in a much worse place. Um, has he stuck the landing on everything, Uncle Joe? No. Uh, are there going to be some senior moments? Oh, yes. He's going to show up without pants on somewhere. You know? I hope so. <laughs> I mean, th that this, this just, just keep my bicycles. Okay. Just, Can we just keep my bicycles? Well, who, who, whose decision was that? Come on. I know, but compared to, like, okay, he fell off a bicycle. Compared to taking sides with Putin against our intelligence agencies? I mean, please. The other guy took sides with the Russian dude. Okay. Yeah. I'm okay. not. All right. I'm a rational thinker. Like, I understand. I'm not, I'm I'm not just, on I'm one not, side no, or the other. I, I, I'm, I'm well, just like, I'm laughing at both sides. Okay. Well, I am too, but I'm definitely more on the side of the people who don't side with Putin. Like, that's a worse offense to me than anything the woke are doing. And I fucking hate the woke from my balls. I mean, like, the, the Republicans. The, the Republicans are actually more dangerous. And there's certainly more, uh, I can't say the word anymore, but it begins with R. We're not allowed to say that word, which is, why, which is why I hate the woke, because we need that word desperately, because the country is. Okay, so uh, the Republicans are actually more dangerous, but the Democrats and the, the woke side are so much more obnoxious. Like, the, the level of hate that they engender in me with the kind of shit that they do is like it's, why would they not think to move to the middle though they would get everybody on I their side i tell them that every week i tell them that every you week you go into if, the far left if you just everybody would, hates you even you, more right if you just would shed this skin this woke skin of pregnant men and you know uh 
let's make crime legal. <laughs> you know, whatever nonsense they're in, math is racist, all that shit. It would be so easy to just leave that and they would win every win election. Win every election? Yeah. In a landslide. But it's just not where we are. Look, I'm at a time in my life where, like, I kind of am playing with the house money. Good for you. Yeah, you should. because you've I mean, earned it. 66 is usually an age, a, you know, people retire at 65. You know, that's like the normal American. So, like, I mean, I never watched what I say. <laughs> I think we know, we know that. <laughs> but, like, even more now, like, what do you, okay, could I get people say to me, it's so ridiculous, you're uncancelable. No one is uncancelable. We're all so cancelable, like in two seconds. Right. I mean, one reason to host Jeopardy, if, I, if we're going to have that discussion, would be it's very safe. Yeah. Like, it's not a thing that's going to get you canceled. Right. But again, it'll be like throwing a pass to a guy and there's nobody else on the field. He's going to catch it. But is it really that much fun? Well, then what should I do? Put it in between tight coverage. <laughs> okay? <Yes. laughs> Make sure when he turns around, the ball is there. He knows it's going to be there, and you know it's going to be there. Yep. That's the love of your life with that guy. I heard you, you and uh, who's your boyfriend who's on the other team now? Devante? Yes. I was like, get a room. <laughs> <laughs> you, you too. <laughs> I love him. He's hey, a great dude. I love. He's a fucking great player. I, I have He's to, the man. Can I say, I really feel like if all of America could be as racially in sync as you players are, This a lot of this country would be healed. We have so much racial stuff going on. Some of it, of course, it's, still... That's why it's, it's hard to relate in the locker room because we're 70% uh, black, I would say, in our sport. Or, it might even be Correct, low. yes. But it's just dudes, you know? It's just It's just... The homies is just like our guys, right? You know, and and there's, I mean, like maybe I don't know. There might be a few guys in the league that grew up super fucked up and have like weird, uh, you know, like and it's both sides, like a white dude or a black dude who might like hate the other side. But like, I don't. I've never. I've been in the league eighteen years and never felt it one time from any player. Nothing but just like love and camaraderie and friendship and brotherhood. This is such an important message that this can happen in America. Yeah. And, and it's, I'm so glad to hear you say that because that's what, from the outside, that's what I was gleaning. But now I have confirmation. But that's because, like, I, I mean, like, I've heard you talk to uh, the way you talk about Devante and he talks about you. And it is so genuine and so yeah. very loving. And, again, this comes from, obviously, there are things on that field that transcend race. We're both on this team trying to beat those motherfuckers. Yeah. And we're, I mean, the pain endurance. I feel like a lot of football is just a war of attrition about it is. pain. Yeah. So you, right. So you're in a war of attrition about pain with this guy. Yeah. It's like the army almost. It, it, it brings you together. Right. You're both experiencing and the same, transcends the race. Thing. Yeah. If we could, man, if we could find a way to do that for society. But I, I think, I really do think at one of the core tenets of that is celebration. 
because literally I celebrate him living his best life. And for him, that was moving closer to the West Coast and right. going to Las Vegas. And as much as it sucked because I love him and he's a fucking great player. Right. Like, what am I going to do? Stand in this guy's way exactly. and tell my team to not fucking trade this guy? Exactly. No, that's my homie. That's my guy. That's like sometimes when you're in my business, you lose a writer. Yeah. And, you know, when I was starting out, when I was your age, like I was, oh, this writer left. And then I realized, of course, because they have careers too. Don't be mad. Yeah. Like they got to fly. Yeah. They got to, they don't want to just be writing for me. They want to have their own thing or, and then you just are happy for them. Yeah. But, but it's hard because there's jealousy right. and envy and well, and it's going to be really hard if the Raiders beat you. Entitlement beat you this year. Well, we're not playing them, so we're oh, fine. Not, yeah. Well, you could in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Can you imagine if they get there? We'll probably be there. Yes, I hope so. If it's if it's not the Giants, I would want it to be you. Thank you. That's the highest compliment I can give. I appreciate to an that. athlete, and I know. No, I always what about loved, the Jets? What Jets, Giants, Jets, and then us. I Where, could, where's the hierarchy right I now? I can throw the Jets under the bus. Okay. I was not watching the Jets on my father's knee. Okay. I, they may, did they exist in 1962? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Because they were in the Super Bowl in 67. Nine. 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 nine? That was the Joe, yeah, absolutely nine. Okay. That was the Joe Namath year. Great year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean because the sex act that everyone like laughs about, but no one ever actually does? Like, whenever somebody's 69, <laughs> ah, 69, I'm like, nice. but do you do it? No. No, of course It's not. It's like the Betamax of fucking sex act. <laughs> Everyone tried it, and it just doesn't work. Am I wrong? Why is that? Why is that? Because I think there's just too much going on. Yeah. <laughs> there's some other smells and locations I, close it, by. Is that the just, problem, or is it something know. else? Yeah. I mean, I haven't tried it since, like, 1985. <laughs> but my memory of it is that it sucked. You got to do it once, though. You have to, of course. You and you think it's going to be great. And then something about it, I think. But it's great afterwards. Maybe not in the moment, but afterwards it's great. I, I think it's like. good for Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so what else are you doing this? You're, you're, you're literally leaving in, what is your Mickey Mouse watch there? Sam? This is not Mickey Mouse, it's in his watch. Uh, let's see, I'm looking at your clock. I'm leaving it, uh, let's see. You got a plane tonight? Yeah, no, no, 19 hours and 15 minutes. I'm Jeez, like you're in the military. You yeah. got to be back on the base. Yeah, that's what NFL life, man. Regiment. But, it, but it's labor, but it's Sunday Labor Day tomorrow. It is. You just got to be back. When, but you, we work you, on Labor Day. We don't celebrate holidays. We work so on Thanksgiving. I. We work so on Halloween. Yep. We work on Christmas. We plan Christmas again this right. year no. in Miami. It'd be beautiful this time of year. Maybe we should go. So you got the, the whole schedule in your head already. I got some of them. The right. important ones. We play the Bears week two at home, Sunday Night Football. I'm sure you'll be watching that. I, we play what? in London week five. We play in... Oh, that's what I was going to say. Christmas what? against Dolphins in Miami. Great right. time. I got a box. You should come. You're invited. Miami? Yeah. That could Beautiful happen. Beautiful. That could happen. Beautiful in December in Miami. You'd love it. There's great clubs down there. That could happen. Maybe not like Oh, I know Club Miami Random, very well. I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet you do, player. <laughs> um, but what I was going to say to you before about Sunday, like when I wake up, I never finish this, uh, halftime of the first game, whatever game, if it's not the Giants, I watch you. 
Yeah. Because like I said at the beginning of this, whenever we started, what day that was, before we took this ayahuasca, um, like football, if you don't have two very good quarterbacks, it's soccer. It's just not good. I don't care about Barry, whatever. I, I, I don't want to watch a running back like pound it 50 times a game. That's not entertaining. I'm in it for the entertainment. That's how I go sometimes. I say, I look, they didn't come here to see me hand off. They came you, here to see me throw the ball. Exactly. And if you score and then you're ahead and then the other guy is good enough to score on you, this is what gets our dicks hard yes. as fans. We're just looking to kill time till we die. That's all life is, okay? <laughs> There's no fucking man in the sky. And this is one of the ways I've chosen to kill time. Could I do it more elegantly? Could I have been writing plays with all that time I've spent writing? Probably. Watching? I could have. Yeah. And they probably would have sucked. And so No, what? I don't think so. Well, I don't know. I'm not a playwriter, but maybe I could have been if I spend that time. But who cares? I'll be dead and it won't matter. What I want to know is, what am I going to do this Sunday that's going to be interesting for now? Because I only live in the present. I'm going to watch the football. Okay? So I want to see two good quarterbacks. And it doesn't happen that often. And you were one of the guys who let me have that pleasure. Well, who else do you like watching? Have that, whoever's good. Well, you who, have to have one of those elite quarterbacks who... Well, who are those people to you? This is your field. I mean, name the quarterbacks. Obviously, Tom Cruise. I mean, Brady, whoever. Well, what about Matt Stafford, local guy? I think guy? they're the same person. Matt Stafford? Rams? Stafford. Yeah, I guess when he got with the... Look, there are, there are certain ones who are like always going to be entertaining. You're in that category. There are... There are Pat Mahomes. That's very few, Pat Mahomes. You like Pat Mahomes? Definitely, yeah. yes. Chargers got a good guy. Who's Justin it? Herbert. Yes. Good oh, and uh, the Ravens. Lamar Jackson. Absolutely. Yeah, super. Um, there are guys. And then there's another level who like... Yeah, on their good day, Ryan Tannehill can. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill. I, I, I don't know why you were leading me into this thing. That's more. I didn't lead you to Ryan Tannehill. You're, I like you're, Ryan you're Tannehill. Leading, leading me into an area that's much more dangerous for you than me, <laughs> which is raiding your competitors, and then they'll get mad. That's no, okay. You know, just, yeah, oh, I love you for that. I love that you don't care. No. Exactly. What are you, right. Tell me for an opinion about a fellow you're the quarterback. MVP. Come on. Fuck them. Yeah. Okay, then <laughs> there's a few great okay. ones, and there's some good ones, and, and then there's exactly. a lower tier. Yeah. So, like on a good day, and I'm not picking on Ryan Tannehill. I remember when they were on Hard Knocks, and thinking, "Boy, Mrs. Tannehill is very attractive." <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the that year they were? Yeah. I don't know if he's still married. Ryan's to, a great guy. His wife's very pretty. Oh, great, you've great known woman. Mrs. Tannehill. Yeah. See, now that would be a good thing to say in that meeting with the with the uh, network twinks the day before where they're, what's some information we don't have about the the, <laughs> the dolphins, Aaron? Uh, well, I, I fought Ryan Tannehill's wife, and I think there's going to be a little extra uh, effort here on our front line to keep me protected this week. Just throw that in, just as a joke. No, but she was she she was very attractive. Okay. Now, the question is, would you, if they, now, I can't believe the Packers would not have to take this to you personally, giving your position. If they came to you and said, all right, next season, HBO wants to do hard knocks, training camp with the Green Bay Packers. 
Would you think that was a good thing? Would no. You, you would veto it. Veto. Exactly. That would be my position too. Veto. Has that happened? Have they heard, asked you? I heard they were interested a couple of times, but our GM never wanted to do it. Right. I don't, Why would you want to? It's, it's, if you're ser- I always feel like, you know, if you guys are serious about your season, I don't think you'd be doing this. Right? I mean, usually it's teams that are kind of at the bottom, and they, they've kind of worked it in a deal where there's like five or six teams that they can choose from that don't really have a choice, but... It's the uh, I like I like I like real exactly. authentic interactions and that's why you're here at Club Random and not with twenty cameras around exactly. Now I will say this: I could go to sleep and live a happy life every day, having Leif Schreiber narrate my life. Love him, I agree. I mean, I used to watch 24-7 just to hear I, his voice. So funny. I feel the same way. I was in one, line at the Oscars. I went to Oscars one year, and I was in line, and I heard his voice, and I was like, oh, my God, that's Leap Shriver. I was like, where is he at? And I just, like, eavesdropped his conversation. Like, oh, my God. That's his voice. It's incredible. That, that is a high compliment. That yeah. we're both giving him. Yeah. That we would watch a show for the voiceover yeah. guy. 24-7 was amazing with Mayweather, yes. Pacquiao, and whoever he was doing. Because but other it's than, fucking way better just leave other than narrating. That, I must say, and this is HBO, and I love HBO, but it is kind of the same show every year. Yeah. We get to training camp. And here's this guy who's it, interesting, and this guy is out over the top. And, it's gonna and be, this guy he had a rough time, and this and, coach is silly. And but it's going to be hard to cut. Oh, yeah. There's always that yeah. coming into the office. Hey, you did everything right. Yep, sorry. You're great. Yeah. You know, yeah. if any opportunity comes up, we'll try to help you out. You're a great football player. Keep working at it. You're fired. Yeah. <laughs> get out. Hit, Give me your playbook and get the hell out yeah. of here. Yeah, our budget will be going to Aaron Rodgers this year. Yeah. <laughs> but Leif Schreiber saying that shit? Leif Schreiber. Watching it. Yeah. No. So you would be the Good. Yeah. Excellent choice. All right. Well, listen, I know you have to get back to base. Buddy, base thank camp, you. But this has meant a lot to me. I could sit here all night and get fucking high with you. You're great. Um, and thanks for all the entertainment. Seriously. That's... At least main, one more my, year to come. My main message. Yeah. Well, I'll be rooting for you second. Or third. I will fucking put the Jets under the bus for you. There we go. Uh, right. Me and Cato All right. are going to be there. Let's you know go, what? Cato. If you get into the Super Bowl, I will, you and Cato I will come box. with Cato. I used to be very close to Cato. Really? I still love him. He's the most lovable guy in the world. Yeah. You know, he got into a bad situation being in O.J. Simpson's guest house. Yeah, let's wrap it up with another football reference. O.J. Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> all uh, the guest houses to be in. Of all the, right. Yeah. And, you know, he got just caught in a thing. He's yeah. the sweetest yeah, guy. He's a nice guy. And yeah. he just loves Wisconsin and the he Packers. Does. And if you get into the Super Bowl this year, I'm like the little kid with Babe Ruth. Get me a homer, babe! It's not far. It's in Arizona. I got cancer. Hit me a homer. For a big timer like you, this is short little. Okay. Where? Short little flight. Arizona. Oh, that's where the Super Bowl is? Yeah. Well, you really know the 
future of where you're going, don't you? you know, Manifestation, all the right? Yeah, you got to speak right. into existence. Right. All right. Well, listen, a little ayahuasca at halftime. Take it we'll with do that next a off little, little Viagra. Your brain will get hard. Viagra, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get the dilation of the blood flow. All right. I'm going to let you go right. because I feel like you have better things to do. I don't. Not better than this. I appreciate that. Thanks, buddy.